truck and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in here today, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. I'm Steve Dace. Totters and Aaron McIntyre here with us as well. If you'd like to join us today, 888-900-3393 is the number to the Blaze. You can always just let us know what you think about what we think. Email the program, steve at stevedace.com. D-E-A-C-E is how to spell the last name. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. It's a Wednesday. You know what that means. Our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will be joining us coming up uh, towards the end of the show. We'll have plenty of buy, sell, or hold uh, here starting at the bottom of the hour. One of the most popular things that we do here each, each week because a lot of times you guys get to pick the topics that you force us to have to predict and pontificate uh, and analyze. Uh, before we get there, though, I want to warn you yet again because this is an important thing. And I've never heard of anybody being offered a trip like what we're doing here uh, uh, with the Blaze, uh, this cruise through history that's coming up next year. Uh, and Glenn Beck and a lot of the VIPs here at the Blaze uh, are hosting a once-in-a-lifetime event, an opportunity to go back and and visit really where Western civilization was born, uh, to walk where Christ and the apostles walked in Jerusalem, uh, to go to, to Athens and Rome and to see the birthplace of commerce, capitalism, uh, the, the notions of Republican forms of government, all of the things our founding fathers melded in to this little thing we call American exceptionalism. And really it's at the heart of what we as conservatives are trying to conserve. Right, And so if you want to take advantage of this trip, it's a once-in-a-lifetime trip. You'll go to all these great places. You'll see a lot of great history. You'll learn a lot. You'll have a lot of fun and nightlife as well. But they are rapidly selling out. There's only a few spots left. So make sure you go to this website, comesailaway.com. That's comesailaway.com. Get all the details on the packages available, including all-inclusive ones, uh, with even the gratuities taken care of. All right? comesailaway.com. And yes, you can bring your kids and grandkids on this trip as well, if you would like. Before we get to Aaron's montage, though, I, I was um, bothered by the fact I missed an opportunity yesterday to make a point that I think needs to be repeated as often as the opportunity arises. And it occurred yesterday when we were discussing uh, former Congressman Joe Walsh who's now a Republican presidential candidate attempting to challenge President Trump in the 2020 GOP primary, mentioned that uh, the Republican Party is a cult and that all it cares about is washing the feet of, uh, of dear leader. And, you know, we, there were two angles to approach that, and both of them are right, but we only approached one of them. And we kind of moved on and, you know, lost track of time. And the, the one that we approached is the, why would you run, if that's what you think the party is, why would you run to be the head of a cult, number one? And then number two, um, what, you know, what changed about Donald Trump in the last few years? I mean, before Donald Trump had a record, Joe Walsh was out there washing Donald Trump's feet. Now that he has a record, and it's probably better, I mean, we take issue with it when we take issue with it, but if we could go back in time into when we were never Trump during the 2016 election, and be told that some of the things that have actually transpired would occur, would it have exceeded our expectations what, what Trump has done so far in office? Yeah. Now, our expectations were really low, but it would have exceeded them nonetheless. 
Now that he actually has a record that has exceeded some expectation level, why now choose the time to go down this road when before you were one of the people waving the pom-poms, right? That was the angle we took yesterday. There's another angle to this, though, that I, I think this needs to be reset more and more. Because let's just say for, for the sake of argument that, that Joe Walsh is correct. All the Republican Party cares about is groveling to Donald Trump as their figurehead. That's not new. That, that's, that's not new. I can't tell you during the 2012 cycle how many people wanted me canned and gone because I wouldn't get on the Mitt Romney's going to save, save America from Barack Obama train. And that, you know, if we're going to do this thing called conservative media, and I'm out of a nationally syndicated radio show and there's a presidential election going on, you know, I, I've got to be out there shilling for Mitt Romney like everybody else is. No, I don't. If it means I don't have to be employed anymore, okay, I'll just do something else. But I'm, I don't want to be employed doing that, so I won't. You know, in 2008, I nearly lost my local radio job. Because a lot of big GOP donors were pressuring my general manager to fire me. Because I wasn't going to vote for John McCain. I haven't voted for a GOP presidential nominee, by the way, since 2004. This is not new. I mean, conservative media, we, we decided that endless preemptive war was great in the Bush years. We decided Medicare Part D, which was the largest welfare state benefit of all time until Barack Obama showed up. We thought, well, you know, this is actually crafty. I, and this is really when I stopped listening to Rush Limbaugh. For those of you that have asked me, I've never really told you this. It was during this time period that it was crafty and smart to go all in on, uh, you know, uh, Medicare Part D and all these big government race to the top, no child left behind. Actually, race to the top was Obama. No child left behind. All these big government programs. It was brilliant Karl Rove guns and butter strategy. You know who coined the phrase guns and butter, by the way? That, that, that's from the Lyndon Johnson era. The great society with endless war on the, on the, uh, you know, on the rice paddy delta. We just, so now as Republicans, we're just going to do endless war with uh, big government, endless war in the Middle East, although Afghanistan's not even in the Middle East, by the way, but we'll just go with it. Endless war in Muslim lands while we rack up the great society. It's, we're just going to redo the 60s. In fact, that was such a disaster for Lyndon Johnson that he went from 1964 winning what was at the time the, the biggest blowout in U.S. presidential election history to not running for re-election in 1968 voluntarily stepping aside because people hated it then and they hated it now which is why george w bush left office like a 30 percent approval rating and speaker pelosi so so here you know don't let them get away with that don't let them get away with this notion that the Republican Party has never, ever before until Donald Trump showed up. It's never, ever before changed what it claims its identity is or, who, or what its values are in order to conform to who its figurehead is. This has been going on my entire career. The only difference is the, that you're doing it now to, for somebody who actually gives you some of the things you want. The other guys were giving you nothing you wanted and you were doing it. So you're actually getting something out of the deal from Trump now. I mean, I don't think it's the greatest deal in the world, but it sure as hell is better than the ones you were getting before because the deals you were getting from Republicans before were getting nothing you want and, and lie to yourself. 
Trump's like giving you some stuff you want. I mean, so this is, you know, if you start from zero as a baseline and you get three or four things more than you thought you were going to get before, this is a 400% ROI compared to what you were getting from the last few GOP figureheads. This has always been the game. That's not true. And I'm just never going to let them, I'm never going to let the system, because see, Joe Walsh is opening his mouth and Bill Crystal's words are coming out. Yep. And I am never, for as long as this microphone is hot, I'm never letting Dr. Frankenstein get away with pawning his creation off on somebody else. The reason Trumpism ever became a thing is because this party had deserted you and betrayed you so many times that you were looking for absolutely anything that appeared to be vastly different. Because what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting a different result each time, right? That's Einstein's classic definition. So you were looking for something that couldn't be any more different. And when the system said the two candidates we hate the most are Trump and Cruz, well, lo and behold, out of 25 candidates, the last two men standing were those two guys. That's not a coincidence. Congratulations, you were paying attention. So don't, don't, I'm never going to let them do that. And I, and I'm my bad. I let him get away with that yesterday, but no, 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 they're never going to claim that suddenly this is a new level of, of shilling we've never seen before. No, it's not. This has been going on my entire career from when I was a babe in the woods, listening to rush tell Pat Buchanan on the phone. I can't support you over George W. Bush in the primary or George H.W. Bush in the primary, because it'll just help the Democrats win. N even though you're actually much closer to my beliefs than George H.W. Bush is. This is not new. It's not new. There was never a period of time that I can remember. And it's one of the reasons this show is the way that it is. There's never been a period of time. In, in fact, I'll say this. You want me to blow your mind? I'll give you the contrarian take. That for all of the loyalty, see that as absolute conformity, unconditional conformity that Donald Trump demands, there's more independence in conservative media now than there's ever been in my entire career. Ever been. Guys like Daniel Horowitz and I getting to have the conversations we're going to have in about an hour on a platform this large was never tolerated. Even a few years ago, it wasn't. When I was at Salem Radio, I used to get orders to appear on conference calls with Kevin McCarthy to get downloads for talking points. How many of those do you believe I attended? Just take a stab. I'll give you multiple choice. A, zero. B, zero. C, hell to the no. Which are you taking, Todd? All of the above. All of the above is actually off the board the correct answer. Yes, way to reject the premise, the flawed premise of my question. Because the answer was all of the above, yes. Yeah, so this is not... New. Don't, don't let them get away with that. I let Joe Walsh get away with that talking point yesterday. That's on me. All right? But from this time forward, you guys hold me accountable on this as a show. We never are ever going to let them get away with this idea that people change in what they think of, of North Korea, Russia, tariffs, whatever the issue is, because they just like them some Trump is some new thing in the Republican Party. It's not. We changed our we changed what we just changed what we thought about Obamacare in 2012 when we nominated the damn guy that gave him his idea before he had it. All right. No, no, we're not letting him get away with that. All right. No deal. Deal. Deal.
That's no, as in like N-O? Yes. Okay, yeah. My name is no. My number is no. My sign is no. My sign is no. Yes, thank you, Miss Trainer. To the no, no, no. Yes. And with that, out of the way now that I did some house cleaning. Unlike the New York Times, we issue our corrections here at the top of the show. Not after nine hours of news cycles where we got clicks out of it. Oh, by the way, guys, this whole thing's a scam. All right? Nope. My bad yesterday. That's why I wanted to address it right here from the top. And we did. And now here's Aaron with what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by more obstruction hearings. Former Trump campaign chairman Corey Lewandowski testified in front of Congress yesterday to answer questions about the ongoing obstruction investigation into those close to President Trump. It really didn't go the way the Democrats had envisioned. The job is to be Donald Trump's political enforcer, correct? No, I don't believe so. Let me ask the question another way. Are you the hitman, the bagman? The lookout or all of the above? I think I'm the good looking man, actually. Can you read what you wrote down? I'm happy to have you read it, Congressman. Well, why don't you want to read it, Mr. Lewandowski? I think you should afford me the same privilege you afforded Director Mueller. Would you like to read it? No, you're welcome to read it. Are you ashamed of the words that you wrote down? President Swalwell, I'm very happy of what I've written, but you're welcome to read it if you'd like. Are you, are you ashamed to read it out loud? I'm not ashamed of anything in my life, Congressman, are you? In completely unrelated news, Corey Lewandowski says, new website just launched to help a potential Senate run. Sign up now. Arizona Democratic Senator Kirsten Sinema is facing backlash from her own party because she's working with Republicans too much, like when she voted to confirm Attorney General Bill Barr. The Arizona Democratic State Committee is looking to censure her at their next meeting. Pete Buttigieg is not gay. He's a heteronormalized man who has sex with other men. There's a difference. Hillary Clinton is back out there saying things. You can run the best campaign. You can have the best plans. You can get the nomination. You can win the popular vote. And you can lose the Electoral College and therefore the election for these four reasons. Number one, voter suppression. Thinking of sending your thoughts and prayers to those affected by tragedy or natural disaster? Not everyone wants them. While Christians value these gestures from religious people, some atheists and agnostics want to avoid them, a new study finds. Checking in on MSNBC host Joy Reid. When you have a very determined minority, in this case, wealthy white men and wealthy white Christian men and Christian Americans who are of the fundamentalist variety, who are very clear that no matter what happens, if they have to pull the South Africa model to maintain power forever, they will do it. And they're not afraid of it, and they're increasingly open about it. And Donald Trump is merely the avatar for this. He didn't create it. He simply benefited from it. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Andrew Yang's use of Asian stereotypes is reinforcing toxic tropes. His one-liners about math and doctors ultimately send a troubling message. Johns Hopkins psychiatrist Paul McHugh is probably going to be looking for a different job soon after he told the college fix that children going down the road of transgenderism is as bad as getting a frontal lobotomy. Union Seminary tweets, Today in chapel, we confessed to plants. Together, we held our grief, joy, regret, hope, guilt, and sorrow in prayer, offering them to the beings who sustain us, but whose gifts we too often fail to honor. What do you confess to the plants in your life? Learning Spanish today, today's phrase is, I want to mourn the loss 
Of all the old growth trees and tell them that we love them. Quiero llorar la pérdida de todos los árboles de old growth y diles que los amamos. The U.S. Navy has broken their silence over a series of videos that were released a couple of years ago to various media outlets purportedly showing unidentified flying objects. The Navy confirmed the video's authenticity and they have absolutely no clue what they are. Women poop at work. Get over it. Checking in on Joe Biden. You get a tax break for a racehorse. Why in God's name couldn't we provide an $8,000 tax credit for everybody who has child care costs? It would put it would put 720 million back million women back in the workforce. And finally, Washington State football head coach Mike Leach brings much needed levity to basically any situation. This time he was asked about which Pac-12 mascot would win in a fight to the death. First of all, what kind of mythical powers does a sun devil have? We've got to consider that. The Trojan, is he, does he have a horse or is he on foot? Does he have a bow and arrow or just his sword? The duck might lose interest and just fly away and get out of there, which may be good advice under the circumstances. You know, you'd have to get one of those Harry Potter activists to read up on how you kill a sun devil because there's a lot of uh, outside stuff there. And that's what happened while we were away. Aaron's Montage brought to you by Home Title Lock. Uh, you know those annoying robocalls, the ones saying you're pre-approved for credit cards or loans. Be careful. They could be scammers trying to steal your home's title. Here's the problem. Your home's title and mortgage records are now online. And when a data breach occurs, like recently, millions of home titles and mortgages are exposed to thieves. And that's when the risk of home title fraud skyrockets. Here's how they do it. Forge documents stating you sold your home, listing themselves as the new owner. Then they take out loans against your home and stick you with the payment. And no insurance, bank or identity theft program protects you but for pennies a day home title lock will they put a virtual barrier around your home's title so if you're getting a credit card or loan robocalls or mail home title lock will get you through this period right now with 60 risk-free days of protection i'm getting a ton of these calls by the way and i thought i was like on every do not call list but i'm getting i'm getting one or two of these every you know, single day you know, my phone's even telling me scam likely you know what happened on the screen well the, the fcc apparently put some more uh, regulations into into place to try to stop robocallers once they did that you know what happened we got more robocallers we got more yeah, robocallers so, uh, yeah. uh, there you go all right so this is again 60 risk free days of protection at hometitlelock.com again that's hometitlelock.com so let's get to the montage that clip of joe biden Again, he's not fit. I don't believe he's fit for the office. And I don't, I don't say this as a troll. Um, you know, um, I, I, this isn't to be clickbaity. You know, I, I'm, I sincerely just don't believe he's fit for the office. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why there's some new polling out in Iowa today that's very good for Elizabeth Warren. It's not good for him. We're going to be discussing it today during the overtime. Uh, and if you're not yet a Blaze TV subscriber, blazetv.com slash dace is how you can subscribe right now for a discount and get all of the exclusive stuff we do at the Blaze uh, TV uh, every single day right here, including today's overtime. All right. But again, I just. And here's the thing, too. You can tell these aren't gaffes. Did you did you watch that video? 
if you if you are a Blaze TV subscriber. So if you're if you're just listening to Blaze Radio today or on the podcast or getting those two things for free, we love you nonetheless. All right, because you're you're helping us to sell commercials. All right, so we can still monetize you too. All right, but here's what you missed: the audio doesn't do it justice. I don't believe you. You are seeing there. Am I? Unless I'm blind, guys. I, you're seeing there somebody who who is struggling for thought. And do you agree with that? Yeah. It does not, it looks like a modified version of watching Lee Corso on college game day. All right now, now Lee, Lee is far more afflicted. He's had a stroke in the last few years. And when you have a stroke, particularly when you get in your 80s, your recovery, you're never going to be fully at 100%. All right. But the, he, he's, these aren't just gaffes. He, he is struggling to connect thoughts, folks. He's not. He's not fit for the office. Is that, tell me, is that too harsh? I, I really don't, but this is a really important job, you know, being president. I just don't um, think he can do the job, guys. And I think a lot of people, whether they say it out loud or not, share the same feeling, which is why I said last week, there's no, it's not a coincidence that uh, Elizabeth Warren is ascendant right now. It is because of what you're saying. Next story. Is this the first time? You guys can remember the government conf- officially confirming a UFO? Yep. Is this the first time? Have they said it's the first time, historically? I have not read that, but it's the first time I can remember. It's the first time I can remember, Todd. Can you remember a time that, I mean, when we were kids, they had that Project Blue Book. Do you remember that? In the late 70s, where they went out and tried to essentially, are these for real? And they, de- they basically debunked a whole bunch it, of this. It's right? definitely the first time, I think, that they have come out and said, yes, the videos are authentic. And we and can't also, yeah. also saying what you just said, we, yeah. we don't know what this Which is. Which is the very definition. No, not, we didn't say it was aliens. Yep. But the very definition of a, of a UFO is an unidentified flying object. Yep. And I know there's got to be a couple of UFO nuts in this audience. That has to be. All right. So let us know, but it's the first time I can remember the U.S. government officially acknowledging a UFO. Can you remember another time? Not that sticks with me, no. Okay. I I just wanted to ask that. I don't think it requires any deeper conversation at this point. No, unless, it could be. Unless they land country. and we find yeah. out who's inside, then it right. might. Okay, yeah. but until that occurs, um, it, it, it's the first time I can remember the U.S. government officially acknowledging a UFO. Yeah. But maybe it's happened before. Um, the Andrew Yang is a racist. Excellent. It is excellent, but here's what it also tells me. What, he was polling, what, like three, four, five, six percent in a poll I saw recently? Yeah. A national poll. Let me tell you where a story like that comes from. Lauren Michaels and Saturday Night Live and NBC. <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah. Where, where that comes from is somebody who really likes Cory Booker, Pete Buttigieg, Kamala Harris, and thinks they're far more serious candidates is essentially tearing down this guy as a novelty candidate. And, he's, and that's what he is. And he made himself more of a novelty by essentially saying, I'm going to bribe you to vote for me or at least to get on my mailing list, right? A uh, hundred people will get a thousand dollars a month. That's what he said at the last debate. Uh, if you, if you register uh, and they'll have a drawing, but uh, that's, that strikes me as butthurt. Like if, like if, if Andrew, if, if, if he were the democratic front runner right now, would they have written that story? I don't believe they would have written that story. This strikes me as a proxy story for somebody there who likes other candidates they view as more serious and 
Um, and they're trying to end the infatuation with him because they're doing the math and saying the three, four, five, six percent he's getting ought to be going to blank instead. I don't think you're fully embracing the total depravity <laughs> because I know you're going to come in anyways. I'll just connect the dots because the same thing going on there is the same thing going on with cinema. You must be full on cult. Yeah, you must. But but the difference is Yang hasn't violated any of their ethos or any of their he made jokes about a race you're not allowed to do that yeah i i i well you are allowed to do that but we have seen that yes it depends if you belong to a favored class you are allowed to say whatever you want and does he not he does okay child of asian immigrants he does intersectionality wise being asian is is not going to get you very well especially when you're getting five six or seven percent in the polls and the gay guy you would you like instead's getting four and the black woman you like but instead has seen her complete support implode and the black man who's who whose sexuality everybody questions is nowhere in said polls that goes to that kind of goes to the point i was just trying to make and i don't i think the kirsten cinema thing is separate from andrew yang i think andrew yang is stepping on somebody's preferred candidate and this is an attempt to 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 knock him down i i'm not gonna bet against that i'm just saying don't bet against the insanity i was thinking while i was watching the entire montage what you were talking about you you know your past what they tried to do to me back in 2018 Mm -hmm. but all of what's past is prologue sure your ability to do what you do was meant not for that time it is for this and this montage to talk about the cult that gives license to that level of chaos through and through. I mean, if you look at what they're attacking Kirsten Cinema for, they're essentially saying they don't like it when she plays for both teams. Right? Which is funny, a double which is entendre. Funny, which, is, which is quite the double <laughs> entendre, actually. And not all that subtle, as a matter of fact. No. All right, but that's essentially what they're saying. They don't they don't like it when Kirsten Cinema plays for both teams. All right. So they, they finally found a bifurcation that they don't like. They finally found uh, a non-conforming, non-binary aspect that they don't like over there on the left. And what is it? That, um, you know, she finds some issue commonality with Republicans. Now, let me say this, though. If you're, if you're with Kirsten Sinema's reelect campaign, that's solid gold. Because you're not running for Senate in Massachusetts or California. You're running for Senate in, in, in Arizona. And it's still not as, it's not nearly the Republican state it was when we were growing up, Todd, but it, it still is a state that leans Republican nationally. And to have your party, because with your Kirsten Cinema, your whole gambit is, you guys may not like me, but it's not like you're going to go out there and vote for who the Republican is. What do you, who else are you going to vote for? That's your gambit, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're, what you're trying to do is therefore convince people that. Um, you're, you're trying to either if they if the Republicans nominate nominate a swampy McConnell candidate, there's going to be disaffected conservatives that don't want to vote for that guy. If, if so, if they if they nominate an actual conservative, there's going to be the McCain t- contingent in Arizona that the flake contingent that doesn't want to vote for that guy, right? So whoever it is, <clears throat> whoever it is that they nominate to oppose you next time, if you're the cinema reelect campaign, your your strategy is to triangulate off of who that is. Take the Democratic vote for granted and then triangulate on who is the disaffected Republican, right? Pardon me. So if it's if it's if the disaffected Republican are conservatives, you go to them and say, man, my own party attacked me for defending Donald Trump on asylum reform. I'm immigration. I'm trying to defend the rule of law here in a border state. My own party attacked me. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm better on the border than John McCain and Jeff Flake were. And you know what? (laughs) She's right. She's absolutely true about right about that. Yeah.
And if they nominate an actual conservative, then you go to the, you know, the, the McCain clan, the Flake clan, and you She's say, "She's in a great position." Yeah, I mean, they just nominated crazy over there. You know, I've already shown I'm working, to, I'm willing to go across the aisle. That's the game you're playing. I mean, if you're the cinema campaign, you're like, "What could we do to get you guys to just not make this an idle threat, but go through with it? How how could we get you?" Because she was moveon.org, she was as left, she was lefty as it gets. She was applauding her 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 co-host for wanting to go fight with the Taliban. This is all triangulation. This is all opportunism. That she and and you know what? That's what Corey Lewandowski was doing yesterday. And I'm no Corey Lewandowski fan. And I and and having gone, I worked for the campaign that went head to head against him when he was running Trump's operation. I failed to see what he added to that operation whatsoever. I mean, it didn't offer any messaging help. Organizationally, we way outworked them here in Iowa. I don't know what he did for Trump. I mean, other than create controversy by pushing a female reporter at Breitbart down on camera. I don't know what he added. I'm no huge Corey Lewandowski fan, but that that was a gangster lane, what he did yesterday. Just going right up there and turning a subpoena into, hey guys, roll tape while I just drop all these viral bombs on these dumbasses. And they just played right into it the whole time. So... <clears throat> Thoughts and prayers, if, if you were the establishment candidate in New Hampshire thinking of going up against Corey Lewandowski in the New Hampshire Senate primary, you might have gotten outflanked yesterday <laughs> by that in-kind contribution from Jerry Nadler's committee. But I, can, I see the game he's working. That's what Kristen Sinema is doing. She's working the game. So if you're playing the game and hate the game, not the player, we always say on this show, right? If you're the Kirsten Sinema reelect campaign, you got to be like, what can we do to get you guys to censure us? Like, stat. What more do we need to do? More in a moment. You know, approximately 2 million burglaries are reported each year, according uh, to the U.S. Census. On average, burglary happens about every 23 seconds. In the United States, 20 out of every 1,000 households were burglarized in 2017, according to the Bureau of Justice Statistics. Um, and what's crazy is that only one in five of these homes has home security, maybe because most companies really don't make it easy or affordable. That's why we have chosen Simply Safe at our house. Um, first of all, the install. Amy and I have been married for 22 years, and I think other than procreation, this Saturday when we installed our Simply Safe, it's the only time she actually approved of installing anything with me in the history of our relationship. All right, that it didn't lead to some argument, some kind of fight. Um, <laughs> Aaron's dying over there, but it's true. It is absolutely true. All right. Um, unless we're installing the next generation, uh, we don't install. I mean, even at Christmas, I put up the tree. And then once it's up, then we decorate it. Why? Because we tried to do it together. And then Johnny dangerously taught us. We did that once. Once. <laughs> right? Okay. So that's when we do installs at our house. Hey, here's how it works. I'm the breadwinner. I bring home the money for the stuff that you buy that needs installed. And then when the install happens, you take it to your mom. All right. We, that's, and I know I'm not alone. I, I, I know that there are plenty of other homes that, yeah, we just can't build things and put things in together. We just can't do it. It doesn't work. All right, so we actually did this together on Saturday while watching College Game Day from Iowa State for the first time ever, and we installed this thing 
in at least 30 minutes or less. Wow. All right. So the, the, the simply part of Simply Safe, I can personally attest to that as well. About 83 cents a day is what this costs, including video. Uh, there's a video monitoring component of your home as well. All right. So that video verification technology, that's really what sets it apart. So if you wanna if you wanna try Simply Safe as your home security, uh, huge opportunity and a deal going on right now. SimplySafe.com slash truth bombs is where you go. You get free shipping and a money back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com slash truth bombs. Simplysafe.com slash truth bombs. How impressed was my wife with this product once we got it, how easy it was to install. And then once we got it installed, how impressed was she? She actually went on Twitter. She tweets like once every three months. She actually went on Twitter to tweet her approval to Simply Safe. That's how impressed she was. So take her word for it if you don't take mine. All right. SimplySafe.com slash truth bombs. All right. Let's get to this week's edition of Buy, Sell, or Hold. This is when Aaron, with a little help from his friends, will put out a series of propositions, statements, predictions, usually supplied by you and the audience. Topics may vary. Todd, you and I will decide uh, are we going to buy that? Are we selling that? If the audience is lucky, we might even have a legitimate reason why we chose one of those options. Once per show, we are permitted to go with the hold. All right, that's once per show. But if we do it for any other reason other than this is this is even beneath our rather underwhelming intellect, then the dude code calls for you to be taken out back, mocked, scorned, and maybe even, maybe even scourged, depending on if you're a repeat offender or not. All right, Aaron, go ahead. We'll start with Ross Hartman, who says e-gaming contracts will surpass professional sports contracts in Aaron's lifetime. Well, I mean, name the professional sport. Yeah. All right. Um, so if we're yeah. just saying it could happen, yeah, I'll buy it. I mean, are, are, will it become more popular than, than the WNBA? Well, sure. It probably is already. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, you know, could you make more money? I mean, somebody on that Fortnite... Didn't I show you guys the stat that a, tw- a kid my son's age yeah, yeah. finished like in fourth place at the Fortnite National e-gaming yep. contest, and he made nine hundred and fifteen thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So, what are the richest contracts right now? Is it baseball or football? Uh, probably the NBA or the NBA. Probably per per capita, it's probably the NBA. Yeah. Then it's probably Major League Baseball because you have the guaranteed aspect every contract in the in yeah. in, in the MLB is guaranteed. I'm just thinking And then the NFL. The longevity of fingers probably a lot more than the longevity of knees in any sport. And that we're not even ta- you know, I, we're not talking about individual sports like the PGA. But do you think it Let's put this another way, Todd. What is going to be more likely in 10 years? That you could win more money being great at whatever the next Fortnite undertow, you know, is, whatever that is. Make more money being great at that or being an all-star in the WNBA or being the 45th ranked golfer on the PGA Tour or the 35th ranked player on the, on the you know, the tennis tour. What do you think is more likely? Do these contracts exist now? They, I, I, well, I don't know. This is it wasn't a contract, but a twelve-year-old kid won nine hundred and fifteen okay. grand for finishing in fourth place. I don't think I've made nine hundred and fifteen well, grand in my a, my media career. Award money is one thing, but do these contracts? Do they like have people under contract? I, right I, now? I don't know that they have them under contract, but I could see, like we saw sponsors. this with there's a lot yeah, of sponsors. sponsors. Okay. I could, but I could see this so with poker with a sponsored con. What we saw with poker when it blew up as a television entity mm-hmm. in the mid two thousands is you'd see these, you know, 
these poker entities would come in and sponsor Daniel Negreanu and Phil Ivey and these guys to only play in their events other than like World Series of Poker events. So do you count that as a contract? Yeah. Yeah, like I could see like, you know, whatever the next Fortnite is and yeah. then somebody makes a competitor. Like I could see there being a bidding war for the best players to come to their particular competition. Sure. I see a contract is guaranteed money. So okay, anything I, then, yeah. Okay. So I guess, yeah, the, the odds, of course, are greater. And I this is desperately sad. But yes, it's greater because you... All you need is fingers, and you can sit your can on your couch and do nothing. Well, yes, or you can smack your microphone like it's your very first day of work. If you, if we yeah, have a culture of uh, <laughs> boys who can shave who decide that this is the most important thing in their life, uh, yeah, the odds will go up, and you know, sign off on uh, American exceptionalism while you're I, at it. I, I totally I'm disagree man. with that. I am totally with Todd. Old man yells. I, I disagree with both of you. I do. To me, I don't see why this is any different than I filled my brain with a bunch of absolutely useless facts I'll never use in life to go win Jeopardy five days in a row, or I or I mastered crossword puzzles so I could go so I could go win seventy grand on on Wheel of Fortune. Useless facts. That's knowledge. You you don't you think you really needed to know who printed the uh, the nineteen forty seven naval manual? Knowledge and wisdom isn't isn't utilitarian. Okay, well then why isn't it knowledge to understand how to manipulate a, a, the algorithm of a game? Why, what, what, if, if, what's, di- what's the difference? Fortnite, that making, that's not, that's not in any way useful. I mean, that, that, how that, this, it, I just, this is, I, this is just, it, it's it, masturbation. It produces, would define what makes something useful. Which useful standing there no, on no, Jeopardy no, I clicking, clicking I just, this button five days, five thing. nights in a row? I, the, the, the problem that I have is that with games, um, as you guys knew them growing up, where you would just spend day after day going out to the backyard. I grew up doing that as well, playing Army, playing, uh, playing uh, any manner of sports ball. Um, you are using your body the way that it was designed to be used. Now, I don't think... Uh, video games are inherently bad no. because you're using your your body uh, not in the way that they were intended to be used. But I don't think that uh, chronic drinking is also using your body the way it was supposed to be used. And I think that spending not having the balance in your life is what I'm cons- I would be concerned about. Okay. I would, well, well, what? But and, and what then else? at the same at I the same that. same time as well, if you can if you could. Uh, Show me somebody who has good balance in, in their life, who is in the top 10 Which is why na- I, internationally. Why I say all the time, you're the exception, Steve, on this. You okay, are, tell, yeah. me, tell me, how, how much balance do you think is in Aaron Rodgers' life? Doesn't know his parents. Is he married yet? He's estranged from his family. I mean, I, guys, do you know how few people can be absolutely great at something? in any professional vocation and have balance in their life. Do you know what the, you know what the divorce rate amongst doctors and lawyers are? You're not lifting. Compared to the, compared to the guy who's the bricklayer and the roofer? It's almost, it's almost, the, 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 it's impossible in most vocations. All right? Un, unless somebody has a, is driven by a deep faith and even then they struggle. All right? The, the higher the success and the reason why a faith would help you is the accountability mechanism to better redeem your time. But in almost every single vocation, the higher the achievement level, 
the less out of balance that's, or the more out of balance you are in your own that, life. No, that's typical of gamers often in general. And I see, I give you Drew Brees, I give you uh, the Chargers quarterback who's got nine kids and a well-balanced life. The, the, I've seen that, you know, social workers and males and young men, they, they, they get inside these gaming rooms and they never come out. It's a drug. Do you think, you think Drew Brees, you think Phil, Phil you, know, you know why you know Phil Rivers and is, is, is married to his high school sweetheart and they have nine kids? Do you know why you know that story? Since it's an outlier? Because it's such the outlier. Yeah. It's not an but outlier still, for a faithful man. He just happens no, to be it, a football it, player. It, it's actually even an outlier for a faithful man who's, high, who's a high achiever. I'm just telling you, if the higher the achievement That's level, not, most gaming of Gaming is not an achievement. Being good at Fortnite is not an how, achievement. Who did, why is that any different than being good at, uh, at, at, at bowling? Because of what Aaron said. And There's, bowling's in the Olympics. Anything you can get better at while drinking and smoking probably isn't a sport, yet it's in the Olympics, right? Bowlers, I'm quite certain, don't have a level of getting drawn in and not coming out in adolescence like gamers do. I mean, this is actually... How do we know that? We don't don't actually know that. No, we do. This whole esports thing is is actually kind of new. As a this This is kind of a new thing. That's why we're asking, what's the trend line? We didn't have, you know, esports... No, this is already. There's been studies done on on gaming and its effect uh, on the brain and its various, uh, if not causal uh, issues, uh, correlative issues. The same thing was said about television and movies and pretty much every other uh, technological variation. No. That's not what the studies say. They don't? No. Okay. So it's different if if I'm actively engaging my my motor functions, my hand-eye coordination, then that's more damaging to me sitting in front of a flickering screen than if I'm binge-watching Lifetime movies uh, Chris, uh, during Christmas time. That's, but somehow that flickering screen doesn't don't, damage me. Elevate, then elevating your motor functions. No, you're, 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 you're granting superlatives to... Who is benefiting yes. from a guy High sitting motor there functions. Playing, playing a video game? Who's benefiting it, it, from somebody it, sitting there reviewing books? Uh, well, other the, the people who read the reviews. Can't review it yourself? Can't uh, read it yourself? You can, but you can also provide a benefit to other people as well. Okay, well, then, if guess you want what? If, if we're doing a benefit, you play the violin or play the guitar, other people can enjoy that If people want to pay to watch me play my game... And if it generates revenue and creates jobs, we have benefits. So, so if we're gonna, are we gonna really say anything that that creates jobs Wait, and ancillary prostitution revenue is a benefit? Job. Because prostitution does. A lot of drug dealing would. Yeah. I mean, legalization of drugs would generate all kinds of revenue, right? So we get it. We, we're getting to standard more than that because there's all kinds of things we would all agree are terrible that create ancillary benefits. Because to me, this sounds an all. I totally agree with you that this can get abused. I. I but so can everything else. And this sounds to me like, why don't you want to work on the farm? You know, that's what we did. My daddy passed this farm down to me since the feudal lords had it, you know, before the Norman conquest in 1066. And now, you, you know, ever since the uh, dude in Germany came listen, up with that man, damn printing press you can't, last year, all no, you guys do is sit no. around in these books. You can't expect young men to be men and do the things you call them to do regularly on this show and have their number one obsession in adolescence and onward through college and young adulthood be gaming. It's impossible. Well, you're changing the terms on me. 
Okay. Not saying if their obsession can... is gaming, I agree with you. It's a but, highly but a obsession is not an obsession. I it's... can turn this show into an obsession. You're talking. I can that's turn all the, kinds of things that's into an the obsession. Exception. The rule is young men who just want to do this and do nothing else, and they're not going to get paid to do it. We just had a conversation where we agreed that that this would actually you could make more money doing this than trying to be a I professional said, women's it's, basketball player. I, I said mm-hmm. I suppose it's statistically possible because okay. you do not really have to have that many skills to do it and you can just sit there. But I said it's also going to be the downfall of civilization if that's who we are. You can't have Western exceptionalism and have young men have this be the thing that dominates their time and their energy and their spirit. It's impossible. What, about if, it, what, if, what if what dominates their time, energy, and spirit is drawing and, and writing comic books? Well, as we've seen, there's a lot uh, more to that with the uh, Marvel universe, but okay. yeah. also, so you can't you can't do games that create similar morality tales and stories. You can't do that. You're not creating the game, though. You're not. You're you're just you're right, but experiencing you're, but, but, but you're, you're not creating that comic book. So just you sits by and reads it. Otherwise, you wouldn't make any money doing it, right? You're writing and creating that comic book so other people will consume it in mass. That's where your money comes from, right? Same thing. I'm creating this game. I could create a game that does the same thing, has, includes morality tales, you know? Listen, I... I could do that. And you, what, and, and yeah, why, and the, what's wrong with We that? have the same problem who, who of fanboys who uh, end up uh, thinking that their real religion is being a Jedi and they want to totally be... Totally agree that's with you. A, and totally they, they go, that. And yeah. there's an aspect of that. They go in and they never come out. Those aren't men. I, I don't They're disagree. The but I don't think this activity is inherent to that. I think that I think human nature is inherent to that. I mean, I know I know I know people. I get emails every day from folks who can't talk anymore to their granddad who who sir who who nearly died in Nam on the Korean Peninsula or Iwo Jima because he just he's retired and he sits around all day watching Fox News and he's convinced just like he was previously convinced by Fox News that mm-hmm. this was true of Mitt Romney and then it was true of John McCain and now it's really true of Donald Trump. And that if you don't think everything Donald Trump does is great, then you really hate America and you're, you're rebelling against his legacy as a soldier. I get those emails every single day. All right. And these are, these, these are people yeah. my age and Aaron's age. They can't even talk to their parents and grandparents anymore. And they fought damn wars. And they, and, and, and they came back home and just turned on the clicker and just became completely obsessed with their idol of choice. I don't think, I think it's human nature that is prone to this. That's what I think. Well, yeah, but I think I don't think the activity. I don't believe there's almost any activity. I, and I, I'd go so far as to say there isn't any, with the exception of things that 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 on purpose are designed in order to get you to um, uh, to alter your sense of reality, like drugs. All right. Well, what about video games? Well. Are they intentionally designed to get you to alter reality? Then I guess anytime anybody tells a story in any form, that's what it's intended to do. All right. No, drugs are are purposefully intended to get you to alter your sense of reality. Anything else other than that, we can we can do everything you guys are talking about with any of those things. With any of them. I can do them with sex, and yet the human nature, human species doesn't go on without it. I mean, there's, there's almost no more vital biological component of human existence other than sex. We don't like exist without it. And yet what's been more abused in the, the course of human history than that has been, right? So I don't think, I don't believe that there's almost anything that's inherent to this as much as we as a species are inherent to it. Well, I don't think we're arguing about that, but then we, uh, uh, you can't simply say that other things aren't more prone 
to drawing you in and sucking you in and keeping you there than others. That I don't, I don't disagree I, that there are I, things that are more prone to that. I agree. I, okay? yeah. And I, I would say, uh, you kind of have to look at it. Who thought from this would, this one was going to be of, a 15 minute conversation. Uh, no, this is Ross. <laughs> Ross is that was actually my old general manager back in uh, student radio for a while. So wow. thanks. Thanks a lot for that. Ross, you gave us a talker. Um, no, I, I was I was five eight five nine in high school. Would it have been a worthwhile to pursuit to put in all of the time and energy and effort it would have taken for me to have even a chance to play football at the next level? Would have been a worthwhile pursuit for me to think that I could make it to the NFL. I'm fu- what would be a better use of my time? I could have, I could have put in all of that time in. I wouldn't have ever made the NFL though. You get what I'm saying? Sure. Our but that's an argument for self-awareness. Worth, yes. How many of your people that you graduated from college with have is no that, jobs in broadcasting it, right now? Would it have been a better use of my time to get a part-time job like I was at a fast food joint, yep. which I did, or try to use all my time to lift weights for a, sure. a, a thing that I could never accomplish you're right. in a million years? But this doesn't mean that football is inherently bad. It just means you're self-aware. That's, how, many, how many people in your correct. generation went to college? I think that's part of the problem is that, I, I mean, we, you've talked How many of your last, broadcasting kids last, have broadcasting jobs last, right now? Uh, quite a few of them. Quite actually. a few? Yeah. How many of them uh, that have I, degrees are serving in, in vocations where they have degrees in your generation? Not very many. Okay. Yeah. Lack of self-awareness. Yes. Uh, yes. But that's the, that, that's the thing, though. I just... We don't have any time. Any I don't know. If, if, if I thought my kid could could make $955,000 playing Fortnite, I have his ass playing Fortnite for $955,000. I don't believe that. 100%. 100%. Why? 100%. Then what are we talking what about on a daily basis here? What else is he going to do? Make, where else is he going to make $955,000? That's not the bottom line of life. It's a, no, it's not. It's not but even it's close. not a bad starting point. It's yeah, not it, a bad no, starting point. point. And we are back with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I'm Steve Dace, Todd Erz, and Aaron McIntyre. And yes, the previous argument carried in through the entire commercial break. I know that you've got to have some other topics lined up, all right? Although I am tempted to just continue this, but... It's fascinating. Uh, it is fascinating. Yeah. And uh, you know what? I'm just going to let it go for now. For now is the offer. Yes. for now. We will be circling back. <laughs> yes, we will. I'm sure we will come back to this at some point, but um, we'll let it go for now. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over at RidUZone. If you're wondering why you're struggling to meet some of your weight loss goals, and maybe you're getting active and doing some of the other things that you're supposed to do that you've struggled with in the past, and now you're like, hey, these are the reasons that, these are the things that held me back before, and I'm still not reaching what I'd hoped for, and I'm still too hungry, and I'm struggling with my portion sizes or, or my cravings at night, all right? It's, you know, your body was actually made to crave more calories and then store them. Keep in mind, it's only been uh, in the last century or so that we could argue, is professional video game playing a real pursuit? Or, you know, is food convenient to us? Because as a species, it's still not convenient uh, for lots of uh, humans all over the planet. But here in the West, it's only been convenient to the average person in places like the UK or the United States in just like the last century and a half. And so we still have, you know, all of that stored up genetic history as a species telling us crave calories and store the food when you get it, all right? When you come in for breakfast, you've got to go work out in the fields for eight hours after this. So eat whatever you can right now because they don't have coffee breaks, 
okay? This is kind of a new thing for us as a species. And luckily, we have a molecule in our body called OEA that's supposed to let the brain know when the belly is full. But given some of the, the behavioral changes we've got as a society nowadays, sometimes that OEA needs a little boost, and that's where Riduzone comes in. That's all it is. FDA accepted. It's, it's vegan-friendly. It's gluten-free. All it is is just that molecule, OEA. It's not loaded with chemicals, fillers, caffeines, preservatives, additives, stimulants, none of that stuff, all right? And you can get it right now for 30% off a three-month supply. And if you've ever done a lifestyle change, that's about how long it really takes, about 90 days to, to really get a lifestyle change embedded in the subconscious there, all right? So that's where that three months comes from, all right? 30% off a three-month supply right now at riduzone.com if you use promo code Steve. Promo code Steve at R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E, riduzone.com. All right, I'm... We're going to go to another topic, I promise. So, Aaron. Wait till you see what the next topic okay. is. Yeah. We continue with buy, sell, or hold. And I, I, have we ever spent that long on one question in the history I of this segment? I think used to maybe before we had this format, but definitely in this format, that's the longest time we've Yeah, had. and I, I probably, no one thought it was going to take that long. No. But it led to a fascinating conversation on and off the air. So let's get to the next one. All right. Todd Saffle is poking all the bears here saying, Iowa State fans saying their team is better than Iowa is worse than Iowa fans saying their team is better than Wisconsin. I, I, I'm See you in a half on. hour. Constantinus yeah. Rhoditis <laughs> says the army. I'm, I'm just going to sell so we can end that conversation. Thank you. All right. Constantinus Rhoditis says, uh, a little context first here, the Army missed its recruiting quota by 10% this year, and some say it's because of a strong economy. Buy, sell, or hold, the real reason is fewer young Americans view military service as worthy because of our endless wars with no clear mission and Middle East urban renewal projects. I'll buy that wholeheartedly. Yeah. And there's another factor, too. I mean, if you if you haven't been handed down a historical legacy to be proud of, I don't know why you'd line up to give your life to a legacy you don't believe in and know of, right? You know what I'm saying? Sure. You know what I mean? Why? I mean, who would knowingly go out there and volunteer? And that's where the economic component comes in, right? Unless unless this was, you know, hey, this is a way to get to college, uh, my college paid for, or to have a career, um, you know, that that could last me a lifetime, like it did for for my father-in-law, who's you know, hundred first airborne, retired now. Um, and that that's where if you're looking at it as a transactional process, then you might look at more economic options as a reason to say, I, I, can t I don't have to take risking my life. I can take that one off the table. So I'm sure that is some of a factor, all right? But there's, a, there's another one that he didn't mention, which is I don't know why you would line up to die for, unless there was a transactional reason, why you'd line up to potentially die for a cause that you don't believe in and hasn't been passed down to you. And... And then amongst those who maybe have had that legacy passed on to them. I know, because I've, I've heard from you, I know there are parents, veterans in this audience, because I've gotten your emails, who have, who have discouraged your kids from signing up because you're like, I, I, I don't know what the point of, of, a, of a trainee program is and dying to run a parking lot in Afghanistan for 18 years. I, I just, you know... I, I thought we were going to like take on the enemy, you know, not uh, play bosom buddies, you know, with, uh, you know, with makeup kits uh, and pay for, um, uh, you know, um, castrations. And then let's just, hey, let, let's just stand around and wait to get blown up in Afghanistan another year. 
I have gotten emails like that from folks in our audience over the last few years who are veterans even that have said to their kids that this isn't really a good time. So at the very least, the dynamic you're talking about is a factor here of the three that have been mentioned. You mentioned two of them, Constantinus. I mentioned a third. I don't know where it ranks in that third, but I can guarantee you that the government is underrating it because to, to accept it would be to acknowledge that the continued foreign policy conversation we're having is a failure and people are tired of it. Yeah, I, all those things are in there, but the, you, also the, 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 the sense of adventure, the need to be tested – I guess this does go at least generally back to our previous conversation. Uh, it's th that's increasingly on the wane, I think. All righty, moving on. Hark the Sound says after major shoulder surgery and continued nagging injuries, Cam Newton will never regain his 2015 MVP abilities. Uh, what? I'm, I'll sell for I'm the wrong reasons. He's going insane. <laughs> I'm going to sell, but ask me this question again in about three months. All right? I mean, he's got, I think he's got the best collection of weapons around him that he's ever had. He's never had a tailback like Christian McCaffrey, for example. They've drafted a couple young, exciting receivers out of the Big Ten. Uh, DJ Moore from Maryland, Curtis Samuel from Ohio State. Uh, they brought back a future Hall of Fame tight end, Greg Olson, who just had 100 yards receiving in the last game, so he's clearly not washed up. Um, I think he's got the best collection of weapons around him he's had in his career. So I don't think it's premature to ask this question. It's premature, though, for me to answer it, only because when we're, we're, not, we're not dealing with a guy who's a, a highly skilled player but not a great athlete, like, say, Peyton Manning. So what you see in the NFL is if you're a highly skilled player and not a great athlete, when it goes, it goes. Right? Like Peyton Manning was throwing 50 touchdowns one year, and then the next year we were like, can he throw a 15 yard out? Yep. Okay. So when you get by on skill and precision in the NFL, more so than your athletic attributes, when it goes, it goes fast. This is not that guy. In fact, skill and precision has actually not been his thing. It's been more inclined to get by in his athletic attributes. And so I need, I'm, I'm going to need more evidence that he's lost a step because what I see is a guy that is just not confident in his own injury right now. But if that lingers on throughout the course of the season, then you might be right. But for now, I'm going to sell. Todd is selling too. Neil yeah. Hess says Trump makes the biggest issue of his re-election campaign, the abortion issue. He gets re-elected and it's business as usual. Well, first of all, I had to sell because what is my policy? If you ask me any question to predict that, that isn't that and offer me anything on this segment that prof, asks me to proffer what will Donald Trump do in the future? What is my answer automatically? It's, no it, idea. it's like when Bill Snyder was an underdog for Kansas State. Autoplay. No matter the number, autoplay. Last year, I went 11-0 and and let it ride. Guarant you know, best bet of the week with Kurt Schilling. We got to 11-0 and and I was like, dude, let's just cash out. All right. He's like, no, man. Even when I was on crap teams, I had to play out the string. Those games in September still counted in my stats. I wouldn't have gotten to 3,000 strikeouts without playing those lame duck games. So, nope, we need one last game. So one last game, I, I decided, you know what, I'm going to go back to the old standby. Bill Snyder is an underdog at Iowa State, and it paid off. Okay, Actually, I was 11-1. I lost one game. And it paid off. It's an auto similar Bill Snyder-level autoplay for me. 
If you ask me what anything involving what Donald Trump will do in the future, the answer is sell, no matter what it is, what it is. I mean, you could ask me, do you think Donald Trump and Melania will do a John Lennon, Yoko Ono bed in? Sell. Anything, anything, anything. If you ask me what Donald Trump will do in the future on anything, sell. Sell for pretty much the same reasons. Moving on, Planking for Pizza says Disney will not be satisfied with Disney Plus and will purchase Netflix or Hulu. They already bought Hulu. Well, they already have Hulu. Within the next three years. So will they purchase Netflix? Sell. Um, I think it's far more likely they put Netflix out of business in three years yeah. and becomes the next of the, blockbuster. The goal. Yeah, and I think if you look at the way they're already, they didn't even wait to capitalize on this. Like they didn't offer three separate ten or fifteen dollar a month subscriptions with ESPN and Disney and 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 Hulu. Remember, I told you I thought within a year they'd they'd offer the bundle because you try to milk people for that first, mm-hmm. right? No, they're offering the bundle right up top. And then they're pricing it right underneath what Netflix is charging. All right. So uh, Disney's out here for a scalp. Am, am I, I have Hulu now. Yep. Will I just be able to get, I, will I have to do anything else based yeah, you'll on you'll probably have to purchase the bundle in, in, in lieu of your current Hulu subscription. Is probably what will happen. Okay. Or what, what is Hulu? My wife pays these things because we have Hulu too. I don't know what they cost. What's it cost? Do I you know? I don't Your wife remember. pays everything too. I don't remember. Yeah, I, don't, I I literally don't even know what a gallon of milk costs. All right. So unless I'm filling up my gas tank, my wife pays for like everything else. I just hand her the money. So, but it's but so it could be if like your Hulu subscription right now is about what that is, they could just roll you into the to the Disney Plus if that makes I sense. Guess, so that's like, can you will you still just be able to get Hulu standalone? That's I, my. I don't know. Okay. Well, or will know. it just be that now? My Hulu. guess is if they're already if they're going to offer a bundle and it's only what. Nine yeah. bucks a month or something? Why would you want to pay nine bucks to just get Hulu? No, I agree, which it seemed else? like it would just be okay. like, okay. All right. All right. Uh, next one is from Aaron Reel. In the next few months, Joe Biden will suspend the activities of his campaign in order <laughs> to save his campaign. Yeah, I'm going to sell. It's cleverly worded, but I, I, which I appreciate, but I'm going to sell. I don't, I don't, uh, although I wouldn't be shocked at this point if he said something like that just because it's very clear the synapses are not firing there. And it's sad to watch. Yeah. You know, I'd really like to just sit here and, and go after him on the issues Policy, and things. Yeah, yeah but I, it just feels like you're you're kicking a rented mule, man. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know what I think? He's out by New Year's, so. We're going on to uh, Grant Isosky. I think that's how his name is pronounced. The decay of culture is directly correlated to the decay and homogenization of country music today. <laughs> This no, don't laugh. This is one of the best submissions we have ever had. Is it this mean, Ken like, Burns' new documentary? Is the history of country music? I, I'm not. Heard just, that. I think, really? I think it is. I think it was just released. Wow. But guys, yeah. Old Town Road. I I like literally, literally. Like I'm not even that big of a country music fan. I want to die every time I hear that song. I seriously want to die. It is the worst abomination. I mean, it is the, it is the, uh, 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 what is it? The abomination of desolation, whatever. Desolation. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. It is, yes, bye. So, bye, bye, and twice on Sundays. I'm, I love like um, 80s and 90s country. And that's one of my presets on my Sirius XM in my car. This prime country is that era. Okay. So big Garth guy, big Travis Tritt guy, Hank Williams Jr., I don't like the old, you know, strumming the guitar stuff. I, my mom, I, I still probably know all the words to 
my our D-I-V-O-R-C-E became final today. My mom loved Tammy Wynette, George Jones, and coal miner's daughter. Who what was that chick's name? Who am I thinking of? Uh, coal miner's daughter is um. Yeah, I can't it's, it's the sister of uh, Loretta, Loretta Lynn. Lynn yes. in Voice in the Year says thank you. Voice in the Year. It's a sister yeah. of June Carter Cash, right? Isn't that? Or, I have no idea. I don't know. So I, I'm not into any, much of that stuff. I listened to. I was forced to listen to a lot of it growing up. But when we had the the first modern country revolution in the late '80s, when Garth and Travis Tritt and Clinton Black and all those guys came in after Randy Travis, I was big into that stuff. I still listen to you know, a lot of that right now on my Amazon, you know, music. When I've got it on shuffle mode, I'll still listen to a lot of that stuff. But Eric Church, Florida Georgia Line, and I don't even know if they're they're similar. I, I don't know. I don't listen to any of that stuff. So I, don't, I just see people kvetching about it, but I don't know anything about it. All righty, going on. Andrew says uh, Steve will once again vow not to vote for Trump in 2020 after he discovers pumpkin spice vapes just in time for the Trump administration to ban them. Bye. <laughs> I guess if if I'm going to stand by pumpkin spice, all the things I've I've, I've got to, yeah, yeah, I would that, that would be my tap out. Yeah, is, is a banning a pumpkin spice vape. Is there a pumpkin spice vape? I'm sure there is. It has to be. Try if it not, on if, air. If try not, it on air. If not, hey, I said pumpkin spice all the things. I didn't say consume all the pumpkin spice <laughs> things. All right. Uh, Todd, bats. You buying or selling, Todd? All I know is I love the the Trump meme where he yells at the lawnmower boy. The latest one is, do you vape? Yeah. It's great. Uh, this one's pretty good. John Hensley says, Mount Rushmore of sports upsets. U.S. hockey yes. versus Soviet Union. Word. Word. Buster Douglas yes. versus Mike Tyson. Word. New York Jets versus Baltimore Colts. Word. Chaminade versus University of Virginia. Word. That's a pretty good That is roundup. really, really well done. Yeah. That, that's really well done. Yep. Um, and the Chaminade for Virginia, that was Ralph Sampson, three-time National Player of the Year, Virginia number one team in the country, and they lost a Division Three Chaminade in the first game of uh, the Maui Classic that Chaminade hosts every, every year. So I think that's a... That's a really good list. Yep. What was the third one? Uh, New York three. Jets versus the Baltimore Colts. Mm-hmm. The game that yeah. essentially invented the modern NFL, where the Jets went down to Miami as a 17-point underdog. Joe Namath declared or guaranteed yeah, win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah. even play that well in the game, actually, if you look at the stats. All right? But they pulled off that huge win over the Baltimore yeah. Colts, and that's what kind of gave birth to what we know as the NFL today sure. was that game. So. Alrighty, uh, moving on. Baron J says, if Brett Kavanaugh doesn't look for some payback as a judge against leftist activist cases after the latest smears, he must have a lower testosterone level than Lindsey Graham. Bye. Yep. Bye. Yeah, agreed. You know, I mean, just I don't care what your belief system is as a dude. If your if your reaction to being to they're attempting to end you this way is to cower. Then, then I don't know how you and, ever procreated in and your you, life. And okay? you, by the way, what is the title of his job? He's a justice. Right. Your, now your job is to pursue justice, and not just when you're wearing that black robe. On behalf of us all, there needs to be a libel lawsuit right quick in the name of justice. That's well said. Yeah. Yep. Uh, going on, Daniel Olson says, Trump will suspend tariffs by the next presidential election in order to claim victory and not completely tank the economy. I know you're going to sell on this. I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy. I, I, I am going to buy that if you can't cut a deal, that's exactly what it'll do. And you can already you can already see the hedge. We talked about it a few weeks ago. You know, this latest round that they threatened and they they uh, agreed with, you know, 
the retail industry not to impose these until well in to the Christmas shopping season so as to not curtail that, right? So that's already an, that's already a hedge. So I, I, if you can't get China to come to the table with something substantive, I think that's exactly what he'll do. He'll come up with some way to save face, declare victory, and just move on to re- the reelect. Bye. Yeah. All right. Matthew Shoon says the Lions remaining undefeated after two weeks will be their biggest accomplishment of the season. So here's the thing. You know... <laughs> they are undefeated. Last year, last year they beat Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, and they only won six games. So, you know, this is not a team that perennially goes like three and thirteen, four and twelve. They're usually somewhere between seven and nine and nine and seven, which is why it's so damn frustrating. Because they're never, except for the one year, the one year they were bad enough to go zero and sixteen. We got Matt Stafford, and then you know you're not going to go from 0 and 16 to 6 and 10, right? So we went from 0 and 16 to 3 and 13, and we got Indomitian and Sue in the next two drafts. And what happened? Two years later, they're 11 and 5 and in the playoffs. See, that's how you do it in the NFL. You do what the Dolphins are doing right now. You're tanking, 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 tanking. What's the point of going 5 and 11? What's the point of going 6 and 10? It is a, it's pointless. Like, if I was a Steelers fan, I understand why they made that Minka Fitzpatrick trade because you've got a talented team and they're 0-2 and they just lost their starting quarterback and you're worried that they're just going to shut it down for a year and you're trying to send a message, hey, we're still in it as an organization, we're still going. But you would have had a chance because you're not going to draft a quarterback unless you get bad news with Ben Roethlisberger. So you're in the best of both worlds. If they, if they come back and say he's 37, he can't come back from that elbow, then you, you go ahead and let the season play out and you get your quarterback to replace Roethlisberger, right? Or if they tell you, hey, elbow is actually, this is like a rotator cuff surgery in football. We just added a couple of years, or in baseball, I mean, where now guys are like trying to get, you know, Tommy, remember when we were growing up, nope, Tommy John was like a death sentence to take that mm-hmm. surgery. Now guys are like, I'm going to take Tommy John right now at 25 so I can still throw like this when I'm 32 and get my third contract. The science is totally reversed on this. So if they come back at the Steelers a year from now and they say, or six months from now, you know what, that elbow at 37 ain't coming back. Okay. You went 4-12. and 12, You got a top 10 pick. You get your quarterback. You got your Now you got your Roethlisberger replacement. Cool. Or if they come back and say, you know, we might have added a couple of years to his career by, you know, him taking a year off of rest. And then we kind of structurally repaired that elbow. And he's in great physical shape. We think you got another couple of years there. Well, then you let other guys go draft the quarterback. You let those other top two or three players at other positions fall to you. That's what you do. What's the point in the Steelers going seven and nine, eight and eight this year without Ben Roethlisberger and you're drafting 14th? Why would you do that? It doesn't make any sense. Well, this is what the Lions have done for years. Draft somewhere between 10th and 20th for years. So, Yeah, but the, the Patriots have drafted... Like 30th. They every also year. have the best coach yeah. and best. Yeah. There, there is no well, Patriot way. The Patriot way is get the best coach and quarterback to stay with each other for 20 years. How many assistant coaches have they had over the years? How many players come and go? The, you, name me five other Hall of Fame players. Teddy Bruschi's probably going to be a Hall of Famer. Rob Gronkowski, probably a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Give me three other names that guys are going to be Hall of Famers off of the six Super Bowls the Patriots have won. There, could you give me the other three names? I can't think of who they would be. Willie McGinnis was one. So right. Okay, but he actually came in in the other regime. He was originally drafted to the Patriots by Bill Parcells. They inherited him. So tell me who are the other three Hall of Famers. I'm, so I'm not counting Willie McGinnis. Tell me who are the other three Hall of Famers. I've given you two. Bruschi, who they acquired in a trade, if I remember right, and, um, and Gronkowski, who they drafted. Okay, so tell me who are the other three Hall of... They've won six Super Bowls these last 20 years. 
Who are, give me three more. I mean, there were like nine, 11 Hall of Famers off of those Steeler teams in the 70s. Like, like nine of them off of the 49er teams in the 80s. The Cowboys teams in the 90s, Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, Emmett Smith, um, uh, the, the, the guard, Eric Williams, a couple more guys on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, tell me who are the, the six Super Bowls in, five, in 20 years and we can't name five guys we think are going to be Hall of Famers? Ty Law just went in, yes, but again, he was drafted by Bill Parcells. They didn't draft him. They, they inherited him. So the Patriot way is luck out with the best coach and quarterback and have that quarterback marry a supermodel who makes $100 million a year so that he's always willing to take under market value in a salary cap era so we can go out there and sign a whole bunch of guys that have more depth than everybody else. Tell me how that you can reclimate that in the future. We'll never see anything like that ever again, right? So does that make sense in relation to the question that was no, actually asked? No. no. <laughs> I realized that when Aaron put it up. Again, what are we talking about again? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, back to professional gaming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll just move on. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, Nick says the New York Times modus operandi is epitomized by the following Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez quote. I think there's a lot of people more concerned about being precisely, factually, and semantically right than about being morally right. Bye. It's as good as anything That's else. exactly yep. right, yeah. because they view that themselves as the right side of history. They're the, they're the new religion. They've come to take over. And, and you're seeing it more and more. The stuff that we were saying a few years ago about this being a cult, a spirit of the age cult. You're seeing it more. I mean, Union Theological Seminary was taken over by these progressives decades ago. They're down there making alms to plants. I mean, does it get more pagan than that? I mean, that's, that's literally like, we're not pagans. But watch us ask the, pa- the plants to grant us repentance. It doesn't get any more pagan than that. All right? You, you've got child sacrifice and worship of the natural world. That, those are the two, like, inherent rights of paganism. So um, if you view yourself as the moral change the world needs, I, I don't need to worry about trivial things like facts. I'm on a mission from uh, my mini-god. So bye. And Todd's buying too? Yeah. All right. Blues won the Stanley Cup, says the Brewers will end up winning the NL Central. I'm going to sell. sell. They're not it's been a catch. nice run they've been on post the injury to Yelich and the way they've rallied. Um, But I'm going to sell on that. It's going to – well, what – I don't – is it still like – They're about two games folks. behind the Cardinals entering today. Oh, it's only two? I've been I've been so fixated on the wild card race. I yeah, honestly tied forgot with the about the Cardinals. The second wild card. Oh yeah, I know they're, they're tied two there, behind but the Cardinals. For the the Cardinals. Yeah, so this is we're drunk right now. I mean, honestly, it's just crazy. I don't know how we sustain what's going on here uh, to get a division title in the next ten to twelve days, whatever it is. This one is really good. Paul Howard says, freshman gymnast sues her California University Athletic Department when she finds out that the starting quarterback at her school has more endorsement opportunities. Well, we're suing over the dumbest things. And we have been, as a litigious society... And just for context, what we talked about yesterday yesterday on Pop Culture Tuesday. Branding and name likeness. Uh, I mean, it it will happen because we... we, there's no grown-ups. Yeah, and we and we in, incentivize victimology, these sorts of things. But this is where law will have to be just made up whole cloth because there's 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 no 
there's no statute for something like that. I mean, you, you, it would be like saying tomorrow, if I'm gay, if I decide I'm gay or if I decide I want to change genders and I can't believe that Glenn Beck's show gets charged more, gets to charge more for an ad here at the blaze than the Steve day show does. Well, dude, it, it doesn't matter what orifice you liked yesterday or today, Steve. He's got, according to Talkers Magazine, 10 and a half million listeners. How many do you have? Not that many. So that's why it's more for a... See my point? Same thing, okay? No one cares. No, no one... You know, you're not selling a polygrip endorsement, you know, because you worked the... Uh, um, what do they call that thing? Uh, they, the gymnast, the... The mount, is that what it's called? Oh, yeah. Okay, because you're, you, you, you stuck to the mount good, all right? Dismount, you mean? Dismount, yeah. I mean, but, but we did have 100,000 people here, you know, watching this college football game, not even counting the 4.5 million watching it at home. So good luck to you. So there's, there's literally no legal standing for something like this. Doesn't mean it won't be tried, though. So I'll buy. I don't oh. think, I don't, but I don't think it'll be successful. I'm buying hardcore. Everything that Steve said yesterday uh, about the lessons learned um, by progressives uh, once it suits their interests can all be true. But once this is in the blood, remember, this is still Wokeville and this thing is going to get woked. Hey, if you're one of the millions of Americans struggling with what's called chronic pain right now um, and not just uh, the the pain in the rear end, uh, you know, like some of the stories we, we talk about on this show. Um, but, uh, pain that comes from inflammation in the body, you know what your body was made, it was created to push back on inflammation. There's, there's reasons in previous generations, folks could walk the earth. There's reasons why in, <laughs> Mr. Kung Fu, there's reasons why in previous generations they could, you know, work the fields for hours or stand 14 hours a day on an assembly line. And, and we struggle with these kinds of things nowadays. And this is where relief factor comes in. All right. So if you've got too much inflammation in the body, then you are looking for ways to unleash the body's God-given ability to push back on that inflammation. And Relief Factor has that formula. It's 100% drug-free, four key natural ingredients, a formula devised by physicians. So doctors who can prescribe drugs were like, hey, we're tired of, of, of treating symptoms here. We want to help the body to heal. And that's where Relief Factor comes in. It's a part of my daily regimen. I couldn't recommend it more highly. In fact, take advantage of my suggestion right now and get the starter kit. All right, They're so confident that you're going to want to make this a part of your daily life at Relief Factor, that they'll give it to you for a dollar a day for three weeks just to see, hey, call our bluff. Do you start seeing results? Does your mobility improve? Some of your soreness and those sorts of things, some of the aches and pains, not injuries, but the aches and pains and the joints and some of those things, do they begin to subside? Give it a shot for a buck a day. Why not call the bluff? What do you have to lose? Get the starter kit, three weeks, 20 bucks, a dollar a day at relieffactor.com. One more time, that is relieffactor.com. One more quick one. Sure. Mike Dion says, and it's 2022, the day's show is no longer. Steve is missing, feared dead, following his pursuit of truth in the Epstein suicide. Todd is serving 10 years in prison for protesting a trans male's first place finish in a girl's track meet. Aaron has a seven-figure custom end table business. Bye. Yes. But I think all, and, and you know what? I, normally, multifaceted propositions don't stand a chance on this show, but those three have as good of an opportunity of coming true as absolutely any. All right. We'll come back. Our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, is next.
So mortgage rates are falling. The economy is growing. That means we've got a boom real estate market right now. If you want to take advantage of it, though, make sure before you do that you line up with a real estate agent that you can trust. And that's why realestateagentsitrust.com was started. Glenn Beck and some of his associates learned the hard way. Plenty of real estate agents talk a good game, but then can't deliver the promised results when it counts the most. And that's where realestateagentsitrust.com comes in. Fully vetted agents only make the list. Agents that have been vetted to be ha- to, to be shown to have a proven track record of success in real estate. They have a marketing plan other than let's just do another open house two people show up to. And they understand professional courtesy. They return calls. They do their best to give you as much of a heads up as possible when they have somebody interested in seeing your home. So if you're looking for an agent that checks all three of those boxes, you're looking for a real estate agent that you can trust and go to the website right now to find him or her. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, that's realestateagentsitrust.com. Join now by our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, taking us inside politics. Good to see you, my friend. How are you? Busy as always, but great to be with you, Steve. Indeed. No rest for the wicked, my friend. So let's get right to it. The Daily Caller has the story earlier today that the White House and Attorney General Bill Barr are circulating a white paper slash memo to Republicans on Capitol Hill to get them to support gun control legislation, which is enhanced background. They're defining as enhanced background checks, similar, but not nearly as uh, all encompassing or invasive. They're saying to say the Toomey mansion bill that was proffered up after Sandy hook a few years ago. What do you know about this? And what does our audience need to know? So, you know, Steve, actually I was just recording my show and this just came out. I don't know much about the proposal, but here's what I do know. Um, I just have an article that just came out on the growing crime wave. Um, you're a little older than me, Steve. You're, you know, you remember the late eighties, early nineties when many of us thought that the crime bubble will never pop. Mm -hmm. And it is probably the only positive social trend we have actualized in our lifetime. The 60% decline in violent crime and homicide Every consecutive years for 21 years straight from 94 to 2015. And now the National Crime Victim Survey just came out last week by Bureau of Justice Statistics. That's one of the big things together with the Uniform Crime Statistics show that since 2015, violent crime has gone up every year. Assault, rape. Um, The videos that you see going viral in New York with the Jews – in Minneapolis, all these beatings, beatings. The thought just, you know, got in my mind now as I was uh, finishing my show. I said this. <clears throat> they always ask, why do you need high capacity guns? Well, I'll tell you why you need them. Because these very same dirtbags trying to take our guns away are the very same people. Letting out of prison and never locking up the worst violent repeat offenders and gun felons that go and surround people, not just in five to one ratios, but now evidently in 15 to one ratios. And they're all doped up on drugs thanks to uh, nonviolent drug offenses don't lock people up, as well as the sanctuary cities that harbor the criminal alien distribution networks. So guess what? I need a 50-round capacity mag to deal with them. That is the message Republicans need to hang around their necks. They need to have Willie Horton ads running every day. The issue of crime. We are losing a generational gain gain 
with crime going up everywhere. That is the issue to hang around their necks. Um, gun felons, I, I could tell you tons of stories how they never get locked up. Uh, you know, I thought Barr was working on a fast-track death penalty for mass, mass shooters so they don't sit around for 25 years, and it's actually a deterrent. I, I understand Republicans don't believe in anything. I get it. But, dude, don't you want to win? Is it possible they just put this out knowing the Democrats aren't going to support this? We saw this in immigration. It's open borders or nothing, right? They, they, don't, they don't come to the table to negotiate on anything. So you just, you wanna, you're worried about suburban women who are freaked out by school shootings, right? This is what they're probably thinking. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just trying to look at it from their point of view. So we offer this up. We showed we tried to do something. Democrats, of course, will say it's not good enough. And, you know, we're coming for your guns. Hell yeah, et cetera. And then you can go into the campaign next year and say, you know, again, we keep trying to get these guys to come up with solutions. They're just so far left. They don't want to negotiate on anything. Is this part of an overall strategy narrative, do you think? You know what? In their mind, it might be because their strategy is they believe you could win a boxing match by never throwing a punch, just just bobbing and weaving. <laughs> the problem with that is if you don't engage, you get hit. The narrative is always their narrative. The issue they want to talk about, the solution they want to talk about. OK, well, we're trying to do it, but, but you're not working with us. Who does that validate? That validates their narrative that accentuates their focus with suburban voters, and it's going to drive them more to them. It, it, once you agree that they're right, the predominant problem is mass shootings, the predominant problem is from certain types of guns, and the, and, and the solution is some sort of gun control, albeit we might in the granular details disagree, who are they going to vote for? The people that seem more emphatic and sincere about it or the fakers that do it with a sour look on their face? You never score points that way. I mean it's the same thing with immigration. You don't talk about, oh, the detention facilities and uh, how many calories they get of meals. You talk about one child sex offender after another, one drunk driver after another being released by a sanctuary city. That's how you score points. I mean, this is something that that these whatever Republican <laughs> uh, consultants don't seem to understand. Mm. I'm tracking. I don't want to get you in trouble. Steve. Yeah, I, 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 I know what you wanted to say. I think everybody does and probably thinks it was justified if you said it. So where does, what is, what's the reelect strategy? Tell me, tell me how you make the case that they're so far left if you keep trying to negotiate with them on things they're not interested in negotiating with you on, but also things your base cares deeply about at the same time, try to try to weave. That's a narrow gate, and that's that's how they're seeing things, right? We've we've got to show these suburban voters that we've lost terribly in the Trump era. We've got to show them we're reasonable. On the other hand, you're showing your base that you need to have show up at the same time. That you, I mean, Chris Lash, Dana Lash's uh, husband, tweeted out yesterday. Anybody signs up for any of these red flag kind of laws, I'm never voting for them. I don't care what their name is. Period. I was passing that petition around Twitter yesterday. So, how do you, how do, you, if they came to you and said, Daniel, how do we navigate these two, you know, forces in this election campaign? What would you tell them? Well, again, a punch in a boxing match 
serves both as a block and an offensive action. <laughs> By making the discussion about the Democrat release of repeat violent gun offenders and hanging crime, gun violence, the drug crisis, and the gang resurgence of MS-13 around their necks is the way you neuter them on a safety and security agenda with suburban voters. I mean, nobody wants that, um, but they're not going to do it. I, I guess in their mind, they think that somehow you could sit back passively and just do nothing, kind of let them call the shots. Democrats control the budget process. Um, they're in charge. There's nothing I can do. They control the House. Never mind that we control the Senate and the White House. And by the time next year comes along and you have a nominee, people will see on their own the Democrats will self-immolate on their own. Um, I think that's what they're counting on. But the point is, even if that's your strategy, it doesn't hurt to accentuate and draw attention to their radicalism. Mm -hmm. And you don't do that by agreeing to them. You know, you don't you don't do that. You do that by hanging their weakest vulnerable. Look, Steve, I might have said this last week, but it's worth repeating. Montgomery County, Maryland. Hillary carried it by 76 to 19. OK, I, I mean, that's like I don't know if there's too many counties where she carried by a greater margin than Montgomery County, Maryland. Democrats can't lose there. There's only one party there. Still, the county executives start saying, hey, you know, with certain people, I'll, I'll, I'll start to notify ICE when we release them. That's how toxic that issue is. Why don't Republicans go in for the kill? Why is Ken Cuccinelli the only one talking about this? Mo Loco and Moco. That's his line. Why isn't a single Republican in a single state talking about the sanctuary cities in his state and all the names of the victims and the people? Iowa and your home state, we reported on tons of these cases. Mm -hmm. I, I don't... It's because, Steve, they don't have in their DNA to care about what you and I care about. You can't fake something you don't believe in. I think intellectually it's pretty easy to explain how this is a winning issue. It really is. It's not like some sort of like, oh, I'm taking away people's entitlements. I mean, nobody wants these people let out. I mean, they are caught red-handed. There's nothing they can do about it. It's, it's, it's becoming a national joke with Montgomery County being a rape zone. But they don't care about it, just like Democrats don't care about it. So they don't care to assail their political opponents with it. They will never run Willie Horton ads. You remember that. I mean, Steve, you remember in the 80s mm -hmm. the type of ads during you know, the it's Reagan fascinating. era. During, during the summertime when I'm jonesing for college football, I'll go on YouTube and, and watch a lot of old games. And you'll catch them on there, the actual broadcast with the commercials. And you know, I'll watch games from the 80s and stuff during my childhood. And it's amazing during election years, 86, 88, watching the ads Republicans in, in, in places like California were running back in those days about crime and, and, and security. And it's just like, it, you, you just don't see that stuff anymore. That's what you're talking about. You, you don't. And Steve, I have an endless supply of these cases in every single state that they could use to hang around them. And they don't do it. And again, this is not just like, oh, they're hitting us with gun violence and I'm responding with health care or mm -hmm. Iran. Mm -hmm. This speaks to the point. You SOBs are the ones who want to let out the most violent people and then strip our guns away. 
So then we can't, you know, government won't do its job and protect us. And now we can't defend ourselves. It's the perfect answer. Think about it. Parkland is really what kicked this all off. That's really where the Democrats started turning a corner on getting Republicans to agree with them. Um, Andrew Pollack, one of the conservative um, activists who's a father of, uh, of one of the Parkland victims, so he has a book out, and he noted this week that in, 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 uh, in that school district, you got four misdemeanors per year before you got punished, and, and even if you got it, it resets the next year. That was the issue. The whole issue of Nicholas Cruz was jailbreak. Everyone talked about, oh, 50 calls to the FBI, local police, nothing was done. It, it wasn't incompetence. It was jailbreak. It was the very policies that Republicans support, that the Coke a-holes support, that the Heritage Foundation a-holes support. And, and the very next day after Parkland in February 2018, Republicans joined with Democrats on the Senate Judiciary Committee to reduce sentencing and promote early release for what? Federal gun felons, which eventually became the First Step Act. I can't help a party like that. Hmm. Let's switch gears. I got about three minutes. Let's talk about what's going on with Iran, Saudi Arabia, and this White House. John Bolton gone. The president just a few minutes ago announced he's going to have further sanctions on Iran. Uh, and uh, we suspect, along with the Saudis, that they've been responsible for the attacks on the, on the oil supply uh, via Saudi Arabia. What is the appropriate response here? What advice would you have for the White House if, on this topic? Look, this has nothing to do with Saudi Arabia. I, I don't have any love for Saudi Arabia, although let's be honest that, you know, comparing Saudi Arabia under MBS to before is like comparing Japan after World War II to, you know, that mm -hmm. emperor days. I mean, it mm -hmm. is a different government, but this is not about Saudi Arabia. They attacked our assets a couple months ago, and they're going to continue to do that. Um, here's the deal. God, I don't know why we deserve it, but God keeps blessing us with the ultimate oil miracle. Notice how Iran thought that they would spike prices and the prices went down. We have become uh, energy independent. We are flooding the market. Not, not only are we independent now, we are flooding the European market with our exports, uh, liquefied natural gas and oil. Um, men, are we setting records every day? We are on the throw. They are on their death throes. But like any enemy on their death throes, they are the most dangerous. Yeah, Battle of the Bulge, basically, is what you're describing. That, that's yeah. what they are. We have the ability to get rid of the consummate Islamic problem that is not like the Taliban running around in some hills. They have the, the weaponry, the statecraft, Hezbollah. Mm -hmm. um, it's not a matter of, of you know Saudi Arabia or interventions or nation building. If we would just stay the course on the sanctions but move naval and air assets in the field and start do a couple of strikes on their allies and proxies in Iraq and Syria as appropriate – and we make it clear we will attack them. They couldn't. They're only doing this because they know we won't attack them. We don't need this big ground invasion and holding them in nation building. But I will say, the Boltons of the world, the neoconservatives of the world, have really hurt our side because now we have this false choice between negotiating. Yeah, small cop or nothing. And, yeah. And, and, yeah, and just the endless dumpster fires. Yeah. And I think that's what Trump is struggling with. But one other thing, notice Trump said he would negotiate last week, even though he denied it. Pompeo said he would. This week he's being tough. Conservative speaking up matters. And I, and I think that changed his, uh, his uh, demeanor because he, he was getting hit. Yeah, and in, in, in the end, 
it backfired on Iran, uh, the getting rid of John Bolton, because now they don't have a, a scapegoat. Yep. Now they have to deal directly with the president who now has to deal directly with his base with no sort of, you know, uh, scapegoat between all of these various entities. All right, Daniel, good to have you back, man. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, God bless. Take care. All right. So if you are looking for ways to protect your wealth, your retirement, savings, finances from these trade wars, currency wars, biased media that's trying to provoke a recession so next time they get the election outcome they want, uh, you're smart to be doing those things. I mean, you work too hard to put your money in the hands of, of scheming politicians and fake news. So looking for unconventional ways to insulate yourself? Good. But why not go with one that has proven itself time and time again to be the right option. The golden rule here, folks, when it comes to finance, whoever has the gold gets to make the rules or rules in this case. All right. So from the beginning, gold is where smart and successful people have gone to protect themselves from scheming politicians and liars, liars who lie. So as I get you're looking for an alternative, right? But instead of going with cryptocurrencies, bitcoins, a lot of things that have been very capricious, Instead, go what what is proven through human history to be the right option here. It's been it's been the antidote to corrupt and ineffective government for centuries, and it's gold. So go with the most trusted name in gold, Swiss America, right now. Call them toll free. 1-800-289-2646. That's 1-800-289-2646. That spells 1-800-BUY-COIN. 1-800-289-2646. Ask them for the Timeless Truth About Gold report and DVD. It's free. All right, they'll give this to you for free right now. You're like, I don't know that I can afford it. That's only for really big spenders. Are you sure? It might not be as expensive as you think, and you might not be able to afford not to. All right? But why not find out for free right now? SwissAmerica.com is the website. Get it there too. SwissAmerica.com or go online to 800 289 2646. That's 1 800 289 2646. Back to what I was just saying about how the Bolton uh, resignation firing has backfired on Iran and those who, uh, you know, are pro Iran and our own government. Because Bolton was such a lightning rod here. And there was such a presumption by a lot of uh, Iran hawks. Well, you know, Bolton's got this. He's speaking for us in the White House, right? Well, now that he's gone, Everybody's like, we don't have a voice right now in the White House. So that voice is going to have to be us. And there, and Daniel is right. There has been a lot of conservative media in the last week or so since Bolton's departure that have spoken up uh, to this White House. No, we're not negotiating with this regime. All right. Doesn't mean we have to go into invasion mode. Nobody wants that either. But we're not negotiating with them. We're going to continue to doing to them what is crippling them and causing them to act out this way. So in many respects, Bolton's departure worked against those who were doves on Iran, not the other way around. All right, we'll be back at it again tomorrow, noon to 2 Eastern, right after Glenn Beck. For the rest of you that are subscribers of Blaze TV, we're going to stick around and do some Blaze TV overtime on the latest Iowa caucus polling and what it means in the Democratic presidential race. For the rest of you, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.